Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see the Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no words, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Wow, today my guest does more than just cook up a feast at a second's notice. She even knows her food because she grows her food. And then she entertains you from appetizer all the way through dessert with her unique southern flair and vibrant personality, which is reconfirmed in her latest testament, the Southern Living Party Cookbook, A Modern Guide to Gathering. You can catch her sharing all of these skills from time to time if you wake up early enough uh, on the NBC's Today Show. She's a chef, a teacher, an author, a farmer, a wife, and a mom. The girl is all in. Please welcome to Inner Mississippi Minute, Elizabeth High School. What's up, Liz? Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, I have a question before we get really started. Um, we woke up really early this morning, like the 4.30, can't sleep. You know, it's uh, and and uh, I had uh, squ- roasted squash and zucchini with my coffee. Is, is something wrong with me? Possibly. <laughs> It was so bad. No, nothing is wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you. But the good news is that the summer vegetables are almost out. So it um, won't be long until we'll be having some great root vegetables. It's so funny. You know, as soon as the, all the baby tiny squash come, you know, at the beginning of summer, we're so excited. About this time, though, I mean, I'm so sick and tired of seeing squash and zucchini. <laughs> I could scream. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so i got to dig into this already because I know your love for growing food and, and it just from what I've gotten to know about you, uh, and even stuff I've read uh, about your your kids and your husband, and I, I got to know how you ended up going from the flatlands, basically, right to uh, to the hills of Mississippi. It's a different vibe. Um, Mississippi separated. I, I always call it in five sections, and the people have are all characters in each section, and they're unique, you know, per se. Um, you're in Oxford now, correct? We did. We moved over here. It's been about seven years ago. Um, and at that time, I was living in the Delta. We were, um, I was the head chef at Viking Range Corporation. Right. I was teaching cooking classes. Luke had just built me the home of my dreams. He had been a home builder. Um, and so it had been kind of that thing forever, you know, that the, the uh, toddler's children have no shoes. Well, this was the builder's wife who has no home. So we had lived in <laughs> rental after rental after rental. And uh, when I got wind um, one day that he was in the middle of building a 10-bedroom duck palace for he and all of his buddies, um, yeah. 
that was the second that I decided either I was getting a divorce or I was going to get a house. <laughs> and um, and so anyway, so he built me this beautiful home. I had two biking dishwashers. Honey, it was everything I've ever wanted. And um, so I, it was great. Everything was perfect, rolling all along. And then Luke comes home one day and um, starts talking about his friend, Sandy Sharp who had this farm down in Hutsville, Louisiana. They were growing vegetables and service in all the restaurants in New Orleans. Right. And what a great thing it was, you know, and I was huh. uh, interested but didn't realize really where he was going with this. And then he explained that, um, you know, Sandy had some land outside, or, you know, right at Oxford, well, but outside Oxford, and uh, he was looking for somebody to start growing vegetables there, you know, and he needed somebody that knew about farming, but he also needed somebody that... Had the connections to the restaurants in Memphis and in Oxford, and, and and he just kept talking about it, talking about it, and I still didn't fully realize that he was actually talking about us doing this. Right, the most ludicrous thing I had ever heard in my whole entire life. <laughs> and uh, and then finally he broke the news, you know, that he was really thinking that this might be something that we might want to do. And at that point, I mean, I just, I really did. I thought the girls and I had finally driven the man just flat crazy. So. um I really, I was just waiting for the Whitfield truck to pull up yeah. and take on off because uh, <laughs> it was just pure insanity. But anyway, we started, we actually finally drove over to Oxford. whole time I'm complaining, you know, explaining this thing on words that I've got claustrophobia. I can't live in Oxford. He said, I, have no, I can't even imagine what in the hell your claustrophobia has to do with living in Oxford. Right. But it's all those hills. It's all those hills. I can get stuck up in between two of those hills, have a nervous breakdown, and that would be it, Luke. You'd be left with three kids. <laughs> and um, anyway, so uh, we did come over, and we looked at the farm, and um, I realized that the hills weren't as steep as I thought they were going to be. And right. uh, then we went down to Hustle, Louisiana, and looked at um, Sandy and Ann's farm with the cubby rise. And, uh, and that's when things started to get real serious. They started pulling you know, vegetables out of the ground, things that I had only, you know, seen in food and wine magazine, not anything that I had ever thought that I would be able to grow or, or um, you know, or bring into my kitchen. And these were, this was before Jackson had a whole food, you know, Memphis didn't even have a whole food set. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so it was it was amazing to see these beautiful Chioga baby beets and golden beets and baby purple carrots and it didn't take much of that before I was just all in. And uh, so we sold our house and we moved to Oxford. Wait, wait, wait. So you sold the house that you got because you had, because it was the threat, right? And then yeah. the one you finally got, how long did you live in that house? We were there for about, I guess, about three and a half years. Well, that's, lo- I guess, long enough to re- wear the new out and want something new, right? Yeah. I love it. Well, let's talk about your kitchen because I get excited about that. You know, so now, so are you into all the gadgets? I'm getting to a point here, and I, I'm a little slow. I think it's the zucchini and the uh, and the uh, the hangover <laughs> from squash. But do you love gadgets, Elizabeth? You know, I gotta say, I'm pretty. No, I'm pretty easy. I'm pretty straightforward. There are very few things, and it was funny when I worked at Viking. We were having that. You know, we had that beautiful cooking store there that yeah. is still there and still just absolutely rivals any other cooking store in the country. And um. And so we would sell a lot of the gadgets. That was kind of the deal. You know, you'd get them in there. You'd get them all hyped up on wine, and they'd get all excited. And, you know, we'd take them out in that store. It's kind of like working in a casino. You know, they didn't have a choice. They were going to buy something before they left. And uh, anyway, and but I had to sell these all these products, and very few of them, you know, did I did I even use, have, or would have. Um, you know, I'm just I, I'm, I'm pretty straightforward. I have to say, so I'm not not a big gadget girl. There are a few things that I can't live without, like my microplane grater and 
my lemon juicer and my, um, but that's really about it, my vegetable peeler. I mean, I just don't. I don't use a lot of I use a, I do have a great Vitamix that I'm obsessed with. Um, but beyond that, that's about right. it. Right. We had all that stuff, all the juicers and all that in Nashville where we learned to eat healthy for all those years. And then we moved back to the Delta, and it's like just gradually sliding into the abyss <laughs> of bad eating. And it's so good, you know. It just the grease and the and it's difficult because we were able to stay away from it you talk about whole foods and fresh markets and and trader joe's and all that in nashville we had all that and uh here yeah. you know we don't and so we really have to watch it and it's a little difficult but uh but man it's good down here we're talking to elizabeth high school uh she's in oxford right now between two hills i think are you outside right now yeah I, you know it's funny whenever i i probably should go back inside but whenever i do interviews i have to walk and I'm actually standing outside weeding right now my herb garden. So as we speak, I'm thinking, I'm pulling weeds. It helped clear my mind. Isn't that weird? I can focus. I love that. I get it. Listen, I'm always the guy that's being interviewed, but this past year, ever since Super Talk decided they've lost their minds and we've done this thing together. <laughs> because I have. They, we, we've had a, I've had a lot of fun interviewing people that I've known for years. And, and they're always doing something peculiar. Uh, at the time, and uh, and they're always going like, "What are you doing now, Steve? You got a what? What are you doing? What's wrong with? Are you okay?" So anyway, so I love knowing that you're in your garden. Well, this you're you're in your element, so that's all right. If you need to be weed eating, let's just go ahead and get it done. Let's get it. What's the uh, yeah. Elizabeth? What's the um, time you put in per day uh, with the farm? Well, you know, I don't, I don't anymore, honestly, Steve. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I just, we don't, I don't give as much to it as I did when we first started the farm. I'm really back more to the culinary and the catering. Um, we're, you know, of course, writing books, and now I've got a new book coming out. Right. Um, so I, I reap all the benefits, but I don't, um, I'm not there day in and day out, which is, you know, I mean, it's, um, you can't do it all, and I was trying to do too much, and, and everything I was doing seemed to be getting diluted. So I really had to kind of switch gears and, and, and focus on the things that um, that were really, you know, that were sort of being brought to me. And, right. Um, so, so anyway, so no, I'm not on the vegetable truck anymore. Um, I'm not <laughs> selling the vegetables. But um, but I still do get to reap all the benefits of them, which is fantastic. I love we're talking to Elizabeth High School. She is multi-talented, and uh, I want to be in her kitchen at some point very soon. You're in a Mississippi Minute. We're going to be right back. It's a waste of my time, yeah. Hey, folks. If you're tired of being tired because your pillow isn't doing his job at night, give my buddy Chad and his team at OmniPillow a go. OmniPillow has a 100-day return policy, and listen to this. They will donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal is to give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. You'll thank me, I promise. Give yourself a much-deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com, enter promo code Steve Azar. That's OmniPillow.com, promo code Steve Azar, and you'll receive 20% off with free shipping. If you ask me, there's no better pillow on the planet. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are with Chef Culinary Whiz, Mississippi girl. But she's all over. 
Elizabeth High School. And uh, I've been trying to get this interview for, you know, it was easier getting Brett Favre and, uh, and uh, John Daly than Elizabeth High School. But that's all right. I love it. No, no, it's been, I'm messing with you. It's been, I know you've been busy and I know we both have been trying to catch each other. I appreciate you taking the time. Okay, Elizabeth, I got to know. Uh, give me the story about how the Today Show and you guys hooked up. Because when you moved back home, obviously, uh, Gwen, who you were, and obviously you're our buddy Paige. Uh, you know, yeah. we were uh, Paige Suarez and y'all pals and all that. But how did it all go down? I've heard some of the story, but uh, but our listeners yeah. may not know it. And, I, and I, I, from what I heard, it was really cool. It's pretty good. I, I think it's exceptionally good, to see the truth. So. 17 years ago, I was, uh, my friend Jensen and I had this business called Instead of Flowers. Um, and so basically what we would do is somebody died or had a baby, we would bring food. Um, so we did it out of my kitchen. We usually would cook in our pajamas. Our husbands called it Instead of a Job. Um, but whatever. And so we would, we would watch the Today Show every morning. And Martha Stewart was on right before Thanksgiving. And um, I, she was doing the Thanksgiving turkey. And I just was not very impressed. And so I said, uh, Jensen... So one day, I'm going to be on the Today Show with uh, Matt Lauer's going to do the Thanksgiving turkey. And I said, everybody needs to know about my grandmother's Philippines turkey. I know they would love it. For 17 years, I thought about it, you know, on and off. It wasn't like I thought about it every day. But, right. but I thought about it. I knew it was going to happen. didn't know how. Um, and then I started working at Viking. And Martha Foose, my good friend, she had gotten on uh, Good Morning America. And so, I, you know, it was so close to me, you know, her. Yeah, you were able the fire was fueled. Yeah, so then I was like, well, hell, if she can get on Good Morning America, this whole Today Show thing, you know, it's not, might nothing. (laughs) And, um, and so, so I really started thinking about it, you know, and in the morning I'd walk by the TV and I'd say, good morning, co-workers, I'll be seeing y'all soon. And anyway, so then, uh, my girl wanted me to take them to New York so badly. And I said, okay, no, 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 we're going to go as soon as I get on the Today Show. And they're like, oh, we're never going. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, and of course, Luke, you know how you have friends that want to take a couple of trips to New York, and we had a friend that had asked us to go, and I said, Luke, really, please, let's just go. It would be so much fun. He goes, oh, no, 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 we're going to go to New York. I'm going to go when you get on the Today Show. That's what I'll say. Love Luke it. doesn't like crowds. He doesn't like cities, and he doesn't really like going anywhere. So Yeah, so he thought he was um, never going. I love this. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. boy, Luke. <laughs> started the farm. We, we redid a beautiful barn that's right in the middle of the farm. And that's where my catering kitchen was. And um, I got a call one day to do a dinner for 20, well, actually, 12 people. It's going to be at Roanoke, William Faulkner's home. Yep. Um, and we were going to serve on William Faulkner's table, and I cooked out of his kitchen. I was the first person to cook out of William Faulkner's kitchen since his death. So it was a major, major ordeal. Are you kidding and me? Then, no, it was that's fantastic. So cool. And then I found out that Andy Lack was going to be one of the guests. Um. So Andy... Uh, had been head of NBC News um, 20 years before, right around. He hired Matt Lauer, so that kind of tells you, you know, what right. his time frame was. And then he retired and went on to do a lot of other fabulous things. So, um, but he was taking back over. So this dinner was on a Thursday. He was taking back over at Mo- on Monday um, as head of NBC. And so, honey, I mean, I put the dog on like I have never put the dog on in my <laughs> life. There was not one piece of sterling silver that was not at that dinner within a trice county area um i mean it was just we've been over backwards and it was like the hand of god came down and cooked this food it was just perfect and um at the end of the dinner he held my hands we were all taking pictures and um because it was uh just a really important night that was being documented for a magazine and um 
So he held my hands and he looked at me and he said, you, my dear, need to understand that you are wildly talented. And I said, oh, Andy, I said, you tell all the girls that. And he said, no, he said, I really don't. He said, you're very, very talented. I've eaten everywhere, I've been everywhere, and you, my dear, are talented. This is awesome. And I said, um, I know. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so glad you said so look, I've been wanting to be on the Today Show now for 17 years. So, I mean, I know you got a lot to do on Monday when you get to work. you got to untake the pins and pencils and get that little name plate up outside your door. I mean, you got to take care of that whole Brian Williams thing. But, look, as soon as you get all that straightened out, I'm going to need for you to go ahead and get on the phone and I get me it. on the Today Show with Matt Lauer. And so, anyway, he said, yes, of course, and everybody there kept saying, oh, my gosh, if you met Elizabeth, she should be on the Today Show. You need to get. And uh, so, um, I, you know, I thought this was a done deal. It's a conspiracy. And, um, I love it. Yeah, so I waited and I waited. I mean, I knew the only reason the man had come here was just to find me to get me on the station. Yes. And a uh, couple months go by and I don't hear a thing. I mean, my finger was bloody from hitting that, you know, refresh button on my email. <laughs> and uh, and so I just, I wasn't going to let it go. So I, I knew he, I had already um, had my Bloody Mary mix and pimento cheese and cheese straws in his, in his um, hotel room. So I knew he loved all that. And um, so I sent him another batch of that, plus I sent him a notepad that said, what to do today? And uh, number one was call Matt Lauer and put Elizabeth High School on the Today Show. And number two <laughs> was write Elizabeth High School's name on the back of your hand in black sharpie in case you forget about Elizabeth High School by the time you get to work. So anyway, so we went through all of this. I did ten different things that he needed to do. And finally I got a call from Debbie Kozofsky, um, who is the, the um, executive producer of the Today Show. And I was invited to, um, well, we talked for two hours, and at the end of the conversation, she said, um, you know, Elizabeth, she said, I, what I'd really like to do is send a crew to you. We want to come to Oxford. We want to come see your farm. She said, is, you know, is, is everything all right? Is that okay? And I said, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fine. So wait, she said, do, do you understand that what people would do to have the Today Show come to them? And I said, oh, Debbie, I'm, yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure this is a great deal. I, I, yeah, I really do. I said, it's just, you know, the dream was, uh, the dream was, she goes, Elizabeth, we all know what the dream was. 17 years, today's show, Matt Lauer, we got it. Everybody up here knows. Yeah. Um, she said, but, but if you don't mind, we'd just like to come and see you, and then I promise we'll let you come to New York. And I said, okay, that's fine. Look, I just been on the I love it. For you got so damn long. I just really wanted to go somewhere. Anyway, yeah. so they came down. They did that segment. Wow. And then, um, yeah, and then we were headed to the Auburn game. We were in the vegetable van all loaded up, headed to the Grove. And I got an email from Debbie, and she said, um, it said, would you be willing to come the Monday before Thanksgiving, and would you be willing to do our Thanksgiving turkey? Come on. And the, no, the thing that's so amazing about that turkey is only three people knew about that turkey, and that was me. And Jesus, there was nobody else yeah. that knew about that. Yeah, turkey. I mean, and um, crazy. And, that, and I said, "Have you heard about?" I said, "Oh my Lord, you must have heard about my grandmother's silicone turkey." And she said, "No, I haven't." She said, "But I want to know about it." And so that was my first segment. And that's, I mean, and really, that's all I thought. I thought that's it. I didn't know that people got asked back. My dream was one time today show Matt Lauer. Turkey. This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, this is I like know. you dream it up, you try to pretend, make it up, and it happened uh, according to plan. We're with Elizabeth yeah. High School. This is also, uh, so your husband, was he like, uh, dang it? So this is the best. If you don't think God has a sense of humor, let me tell you something. The weekend that we went up, the weekend that I had to be there, that would be the opening weekend of duck season. That is his favorite weekend oh. of the entire world. Yeah. That is when he is at Greasy Flu with all of his buddies in Arkansas. And instead of being there, his butt had to be in New York. 
And yeah. it was fantastic. So what a we wife. Did that segment. We did that segment, and then as soon as it was over, we went to have drinks, and I checked my email, and um, and she said, we love you so much, we have to have you back. Can you come on Wednesday? Wait, wait, so, wait. So it's Monday, so they want you to come back yeah. two days later? Yeah, yeah. And then after that segment, she said, look, we want you back at least once a month, every six weeks. And then almost a year to the day, I was signed and contracted as one of two of the um, Today Show Food contributors. So I am now an employee of NBC. And that's the thing. I mean, that's why this story is so important. Because, you know, our dreams are so small. We think that they are so unbelievably huge. But God's dreams for us are just a million times bigger if you'll just sort of turn it over and trust. If I had ever gotten bogged down in the... You know, how is this going to happen? Right. You know, I mean, I'm sitting in the middle of a, of a field in Oxford. There, there, were, there was no reason in the world that this should have happened. Right. And if I had gotten bogged down into the hows and the whys, I would have quit dreaming immediately. But because I stayed focused on the dream and I trusted and I knew just as sure as I'm standing right here on the ground that it was going to happen, it happened. It's and amazing. that's just the way that it is. It's just it's unbelievable. God's got his own certain kind of pen and ink and paper that we don't have uh it's another it's obviously a level times whatever up and so those plans seem to work out for us and uh he knows he he knows what's deep in our hearts and and every once in a while he'll he'll grant grant those crazy dreams and it's amazing so i love hearing that what is you know okay look what a testament to you and uh and you're a little bit off the hook and i like that you got to be that I love it. She's killing time right now because she's weed-eating while she does this interview. I'm Steve Azar. We're in a Mississippi Minute, but Elizabeth, you get to play uh, You get to play DJ. Mississippi, besides being a culinary mecca and growing into it, really, and, and poetry and pottery uh, and our novelists and, uh, you know, the, the authors like you, besides being all that, we are the birthplace of American music, so you get to play DJ. I'm going to let you say pick between Faith Hill or R.L. Burnside, who's up in, well, was up in your neck of the woods. We're going to do Faith Hill, and I'm going to tell you why, because I'm headed to Nashville this afternoon. I'm going to be doing her show, Kelly Pittler's yeah. show tomorrow. Yeah, and so, so Faith Hill is one of the executive right. producers on that show, so let's do Let's, let's do a shout-out to Miss Faithville. Well, let's do a little Mississippi girl with the fabulous Elizabeth High School. You're in a Mississippi Minute. Stand by. Still like wearing my old ball cap. Riding my kids around. Piggyback. They might know me all around this world. That's all right. Y'all, I'm still Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are with the weed eating, weed eating as we speak, Elizabeth High School. We're hearing all sorts of noise in the background. This is the kind of radio interview I love. And uh, she's, uh, she's uh, burning time and killing time while she's talking to me. I got to talk about the book. Your latest yeah. book. I started reading some of the, uh, you know, uh, wait a minute. Now, listen, I don't know. Make sure, let me make sure I get my, my details right. The latest book is the one I introduced, right? Southern Living yeah, Party so Cookbook. Southern Living Party Cookbook. Yes, exactly. Okay, so we've got that book here. Oh, good. Because I think the state gave it to us. Um, oh, that's, that's Just fun. recently uh, at an event where I spoke and, uh, and played a little bit. Uh, I guess while I was a speaker and I just brought my guitar to sort of throw it. You know, I just can't just talk. I got to do something else. So at a, at a tourism deal there, 
And so, uh, and, and, you know, they give your cookbooks out. So Gwen has been, my wife, you know, Gwen, she's been, she'd been reading through it, but we've been just kind of reading your wit. It's extremely unique. And, uh, and as you can, t- our listeners can tell, just talking to you, uh, it's, it's exactly who you are and it's honest. Uh, I just reading through it. It was besides seeing great recipes and beautiful pictures. I love just reading your comments and sort of your view on things. And, uh, it's, it's sort of all encompassed and it's just another representation of another Mississippi artist doing her thing. Um, what's the process of, of doing this? I mean, how much time does it take to put a book like this together? You know, uh, because of my great editor, and I have to give her every prop for this book, Catherine Cobb, there's nobody better. And, you know, so she she made it really, really easy on me. And Southern Living made it easy on me. I mean, they did all of the photography in-house there in Birmingham at their fabulous studios. And um, and so the recipes, you know, because I pulled a lot of them from the old book, you cannot imagine how many things, you know, what do they say? The, the older they get, the, the more things stay the same or I mean, yeah. so many of those recipes were relevant and excellent. And so we pulled a lot of those back in. The other thing is, though, is writing the head notes and lining out the chapters because I'm a caterer. I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years, doing parties and catering and writing menus and, and coming up with unusual ideas for parties that were sort of out of, out of the box. So for me, this book was, um, you know, it was a matter of just sitting down to write it. That's hard for me. I have a hard time sitting mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and focusing. So, I mean, I'm usually juggling five or six things at one time. So for me to just sit and, and write um, is, is, uh, is the biggest part of the struggle. But, uh, but it, is, it is something that I've just discovered that I absolutely love. I mean, I was a horrible student. I mean, you just cannot even imagine. I mean, my teachers thought I was either going to be a stripper or in prison. I mean, they did not look good for me at all. And um, anyway, I mean, I can't sell pit if you spot me the pee in the tea. It's that damn bad. No, and, I get uh, it. I mean, you got to realize we're in the same boat, sort of. The creative type, man, going to class and everything. I mean, it's difficult to just focus. Oh, right. God, it was so hard. I wasn't going to be a stripper, yeah, though. I, it wouldn't have worked out. Just FYI. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, but anyway, but so so I do. I love it. I love it. But I mean, it's just I love to talk, and 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 it's just I write like I talk. People say, and so that's you know that's really what it is. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's been it's been really really fun. All right, we're talking really, to Elizabeth really High School. Elizabeth, where did you get your sort of your uh, your your personality? Your mom or dad? A combination? I mean, or your aunt? Anybody around that you? My dad. Let me tell you something. My daddy's one of the funniest people on the planet, and he can tell stories like nobody's business. I'm telling you, Bill Gurley. He lives in Roseville. If you don't know what you need to know it. He is, without a doubt, one of the most entertaining, funny. He never forgets the joke. He never forgets the face. He's the ultimate politician, and uh, but in a really great way. And so I do. I get my ability to talk, but I, I, I think I and my mom. You know, she's incredibly creative. She's a beautiful artist and. And super, super talented. We're talking to Elizabeth High School. I think she's done weed eating right now. I think she's made her way into her house. Am I? Am I fair? To, <laughs> am I good? Am I good? I'm in the kitchen. Where are we at? I gotta know. Yeah, I just I just walked in the kitchen to throw some trash away. I can I'll tell. Outside, but I'll go no, no, I can tell. I can tell we're moving and we're moving. I just it was a good lucky guess. So uh, let's dig back a little bit because this this passion when 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 you're all in. You get beat up by it a lot, and and you've even 
proclaim that and and just some of your conversation so far that we've had but you have to search for inspiration sometimes you got to hope it it keeps coming around the corner when you when you're sort of going through like the moments of normal normalcy you know what i mean so first of all take me back to the passion when you knew you had it for cooking yeah i mean when was it always i mean for cooking it's just it's always been there i always loved food and it's made such an impression on me as a as a young child it's amazing the the memories that i have of of restaurants and food and times that we were eating certain things and um, and all of that has always stayed with me. Um, right. You know, I mean, I can't remember what my children's name is half the time, but if you wanted to ask me what I had at Justine's when I was 14 years old in Tennessee, I can tell you exactly what we ate. Right. Um, you know, it's just always been been there. And um, my parents divorced, and my mom had always cooked, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a huge meal, and that wasn't going to stop just because she went back to school. So we started learning how to cook. Um, and so, you know, even in the fourth grade, I could make a great meatloaf. I could make spaghetti and meatball. I mean, I, I could cook. Wow. Um, and, and it's just, it's always, it's just always been a constant in my life. And then I started working for a catering company when I was in high school, um, in Memphis for Karen Carrier at another roadside attraction. And that was when I really found my passion. And, wow. um, and, and so that's really all I've ever done is cook. Let me ask you, just mention meatloaf. I love this. Uh, so w- tell me if this was okay. Uh, last night, we made Sunday g- red red gravy, you know, Sunday sauce, a red sauce. They had the pork ribs in it and had some beef tips and all that, which eventually ended up being, you know, smashed and, you shredded. know. Okay, shredded. Yeah, right. That's a better word. That's actually a much better word than smashed. But uh, <laughs> we also had made meatloaf the night before, and so I decided – I think I'm just going to throw this in the sauce. So I just banged it up and threw it in there and mixed it all up. Was that illegal at all? No, no. Now, now there are some people in this world that not, would not be happy with that combination of the ground beef and the, and the, and the shredded, Come on. shredded beef. But I think, I mean, no, I think it's fine. I mean, I'm all into using leftovers. It was good. I want a restaurant called Leftovers, but I know it doesn't sound appetizing, but leftovers in a lot of cases are great, right? I mean, think of your chilies and your, you know, anything like that that you make, your soups. They're all better the next day because they've sort of grown it, grown and gotten to know each other, all the ingredients, correct? Absolutely they are. Absolutely. Not sure about the restaurant chain. I keep thinking about it, but you know, it'd be open. Open. It'd be open. Doors would open and shut down within twenty four hours. It'd be over. Probably. I don't know. I, uh, I'm not sure. Gwen know. says it's not appetizing sounding. We have to think of another name. <laughs> another name. All right. Cause so we're talking to Elizabeth High School. She's in Oxford, and she's uh, accomplished like eleven chores since we've been on the phone. Uh, in a Mississippi <laughs> minute, that's what happens. In a Mississippi minute, uh, you can get a lot done. Hey, uh, exactly. Elizabeth, what's on the calendar? What do you got coming up? So we'll have a big book tour with that. We're looking forward to some really fun television segments and um, and then getting this book sold. So I'm just praying that people will go out and buy it. And it's the perfect gift. Um, you know, because I think everyone loves to have people over. We like to be around people, but sometimes it's intimidating. I mean, it can be downright scary. Yeah, right. I have a catering company. I do this for a living. And there are times that I get very, very nervous for a party. And um, and completely for no reason. No reason at all. I mean, you're inviting your friends over. You're not inviting your enemies over. You know, I mean, I, I don't care. And, and you also, you, know, you have to think about, you know, what 
what is your feeling when you're invited to someone's house? I mean, you're just grateful you got asked. You're grateful that you don't have to cook that night. I mean, I don't care if somebody's inviting me over for a, you know, a hot dog on a on a paper towel. I mean, I'm just glad to go somewhere. <laughs> I love so, it. You know I mean? it's the no, no, you're right. It's you're right. right. No, you're right. I mean, and it's so, and this really will give you a lot of great reasons to entertain. Um, it's also going to give you a lot of support. It's going to give you a lot of uh, you know emotional support. I mean, I'm going to talk you down off the ledge, and um, and and it really is. It's a great book for anyone. Um, and the recipes, even if you don't want to have someone over or have a big party, they're great for your family. I got to know about your debutante. Farmer Bloody Mary, because I now love look, Bloody Mary. Like, yeah, well, I like I love Zing Zang. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I do love it, but mine is a little bit thicker and it has less sodium. The problem with Zing Zang is I can only drink one, and then I can't get my damn rings off, which right. is a problem. <laughs> uh, you know, because I want to drink them all day long. Uh, and with this, we do have a lot less sodium. Um, we have no additives, no preservatives. I mean, it's just tomatoes that have been cooked down with onions and garlic. You add lime juice, Worcester a little bit of salt and pepper and some garlic, and that's it. I mean, we're calling it a day. And so, oh, and a little bit of Tabasco, obviously. Right. Um, you know, but that's that's it. And so it is a little bit thinner than theirs. Sometimes I'll take their zing-zang and um, do a half beer, half uh, half Bloody Mary, just to kind of thin it out a little bit. This is a little bit thinner than that, but it's still got a great body to it. Um, it is a phenomenal middle-of-the-road, just great Every day, Bloody Mary mix. Can somebody, I mean, how can people get it, like, if you're in, in uh, L.A.? You know. It's just as easy as to order in a pair of shoes from Neiman Marcus, honey. All you got to do is go to debutantefarmer.com. Go away. Say it one more time. One more time. Debutantefarmer.com, right? Debutantefarmer.com. That's how easy it is to order this stuff. I mean, it couldn't be any easier. And we'll get it to your front door, and, honey, you'll be drinking Bloody Mary before you know it. I don't know what it is about those things, but they're awfully nice. I can't wait to try it because I haven't had it. And I, and as I've done my research on you, uh, I didn't. it doesn't say anything about you being a weed-eating professional. But it does say <laughs> with the fabulous Elizabeth High School. You're in a Mississippi Minute. Stand by. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are with Chef Culinary Whiz, Mississippi girl, but she's all over <laughs> Elizabeth High School. Okay, now wait a minute. How many books have you have you authored? So this is uh, my good friend and I, Suzanne Young. We wrote our first book, Somebody Stole the Cornbread from My Dressing. That was the first one. Wait, somebody stole my cornbread from my dressing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody stole the cornbread from my dressing. And then uh, What Can I Bring was the next book. And now we have Southern Living Party. So this is actually my third book. Second book with Southern Living, though. All right, and so you t- talked about editors earlier. Sometimes they, they they push it a little bit, and they push it, you know, line of whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't you can't do that. You've taken away the personality. You've taken away, or are they always money. You know, I gotta say that was why Catherine was so amazing. She the thing about Catherine is she took what I wrote and she made me look smart. I mean, it was <laughs> awesome. I'm like, You're smart. I mean, damn, I sound smart. You know, <laughs> I mean, because I can write all the funny stuff, you know, but then she. 
she she just cleaned it up, made sure that I didn't look like a fool, you know. So yeah, it was it was perfect. Well, well, let me okay. So let's talk about this. You talk you see now. Okay, I got hooked on the Food Network back in the on the tour bus in the late nineties, right? And then obviously yeah. through the two thousands, and it was full of just amazing chefs. And every chef that I talked to. Uh, I've talked to Kat Cora. She's been on the show and our buddy. And, and so I'll, I'll talk to different chefs, and, and I bring this up. It seems they're losing the uh, – not everybody. you still got Bobby Flay. you still got Giada. You, I, I love, we love Ina Gardner. We think she's incredible and all this. But have you thought yeah, about doing uh, a series? I know that it would be – especially from, from your home, I know that it would be uh, a lot of work. Have you ever thought maybe sometime you would do it to uh, to get the Food Network's ratings back up? You like that? I like that. <laughs> I like that. Throwing you like kudos. That was a that was a kudo that. shot all the way to you right there. I really really like the way you just said Thank that. You. Um, Thank you. I'll tell you that the amount of focus that I put to get on the Today Show um, multiply that by about a thousand. That's where we are with my focus on the Food Network. So. We shall speak. Well, I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's a really no-brainer, especially with, to me, that they've had, you know, don't get me started because I feel like, you know, back when Jamie Oliver and some of those guys, they sort of ran them off, and I just go, come on, don't run those guys off. That guy can cook in a cave with nothing, you know, and, and come out and come out with a mill and go, like, where'd you find it, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, and it just sounds exactly. like it just sounds like in uh, the Pioneer Woman. I mean, she's you're that you're your own unique version of that. People love to see family. They love to see you involved in in the growing. They love to see you. Heck, they love to see you weed eat. For God, I'd like to see you weed eat because I feel like that that's been half of our interview. You with a <laughs> we can get you a, we can get you an endorsement. You know, uh, I'm telling you, if you could see how good my herb bed looks. Now you you'd be so proud of me you wouldn't know what to do. We'll post a picture on Super Talk in our podcast of your of your, of your bed. We're talking to Elizabeth High School. Uh, Gwen told me that don't you dare call her Catherine Heigel because I'm buddies with her husband. And and it was so funny. I was going like, I said I think I got an interview today with Catherine Heigel. She goes, you got to shut up. You got you can't do that to Elizabeth. <laughs> so hey uh, Elizabeth, I, I I have not screwed up yet. Hey so. What is, uh, oh, I got to thank you for the Delta Soul. We had more comments this year oh. from your amazing, uh, you, you came in and you did a Women's Day lunch and I was on the golf course and I would have much rather been with you guys, with you girls, but I think I, I think I was outlawed and off limits. So, uh, but you came in and you, you did, you were wondrous for our cause and, and it meant the world and we really appreciate that. Well, let me tell you something. It was my honor. It absolutely was my honor. And uh, what a great group of folks you gathered to bring to Greenville, Mississippi. And I'm telling you, these people are so damn happy to be there. They didn't know what to do. That's awesome. I mean, it just, and it made me so proud. You know, I mean, anytime we can bring people from somewhere else that have very low expectations, I mean, number one, it makes it real easy for us because they don't expect a whole hell of a lot. Then we just knock it dead which is what you do with that Delta Soul. It's one of the most incredible events and something really, really, really great to be proud of. Well, it's, it's, well, you're a big part of it. We thank you because every, I'm telling you, man, it was, uh, it was, you had 11, you were 11, like on uh, Spinal Tap, the, the knob went all the way past 10 to 11. So uh, we, we appreciate that. And listen, blessings. uh, I know I'm coming to Oxford soon to do something for a benefit and um, I'll see you then, but, uh, don't make don't keep don't make yourself a stranger, uh, and I uh, can't wait to see your Food Network show. I'm excited. Well, yeah, you go ahead and start counting on it. 
I do appreciate you so much, Steve. You're just such an amazing recipient. And thank you for all you do for our state, to promote it, to make it a better place. We're just grateful for That's you. Easy. Really That's easy. That's easy. There are a hell of a lot of places that you could live in this world, and we're grateful you decided that Mississippi is where you No, it's there. number one. Everything else comes second. It's easy. You know, I feel blessed to be here, and it's given me a backdrop to have a life and a career and get something to write about. So it never it never ends. So it's it's... It's my honor to be here. I appreciate it. I'm humbled. And uh, we've been with the fabulous culinary whiz woman, Elizabeth High School. <laughs> You've been in a Mississippi Minute. Elizabeth, I'm going to let you go back to your family. Take care, Angel. Love you. Okay, Bye. love you too. Bye-bye. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.